Have you ever wondered why there seems to be two major sins that most people struggle with? I'm referring to idolatry and adultery. I believe this is the case because when God created us, we were wired to worship and made to multiply. In this episode, I'm going to delve a bit deeper into being wired to worship. You're listening to the Christian Chemist Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany, and on this podcast, I share my Christian journey as a former Catholic and newly converted Seventh-day Adventist from an analytical angle as a chemist. So I think this hit me when it was being discussed in church one day that anything you put before God is your idol. So in modern day, this could be a piece of technology, money, even family, or ambition. But we look back through history, we see this in a more obvious sense of people forming various religions and worshipping beings other than God. So it made me think of, well, why is that, right? And of course, there's no better place to go to than to the Bible. Now, there are many instances and examples of idolatry in the Bible, but what came to mind was the story of the golden calf now before i read the story of the golden calf i want to read from deuteronomy chapter 9 verses 9 to 12 and it reads when i was gone up into the mount to receive the tables of stone even the tables of the covenant which the lord made with you then i abode in the mount forty days and forty nights i neither did eat bread nor drink water And the Lord delivered unto me two tables of stone, written with the finger of God, and on them was written, according to all words, which the Lord spake with you in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, in the day of the assembly. And it came to pass at the end of the forty days and forty nights, that the Lord gave me the two tables of stone, even the tables of the covenant. And the Lord said unto me, Arise, Get thee down quickly from hence, for thy people which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They are quickly turned aside out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten image. Now, the molten image, as we know, is the golden calf, right? But I just wanted to read that little introductory that is talked about in deuteronomy because in deuteronomy they give us the extended version of the ten commandments right the moral law and so within that it speaks to idolatry in an extensive sense and it's bearing heavy reference to the incident of idolatry on the part of the Israelites when they were being brought out 
of Egypt through the wilderness and into the promised land, right? And so we have to remember that while the Israelites were being led through the wilderness, yes, they were being led by Moses, but God was also there with them, protecting them, guiding them, leading them. They were followed by a cloud in the day, right? So that's for being cool in the desert heat and then by fire at night for them to have warmth in the desert cold. So what people may not know, or you may know, that the desert, other than the fact that there's barely any water, it gets really, really hot in the day and then really really cold in the nights because there's almost like nothing around to kind of regulate the temperature changes right and so god knew this right and he was providing for that now in this case there was like a physical representation of god right so to have like a physical representation of god with you and then still falling into idolatry like how much easier is it going to be for us now we don't really see god in the physical sense we see god working in our lives and that's more you know like what is non-physical ethereal (laughs) but it's more you know a more spiritual thing a more really having faith on what you can't see because there's no like physical representation so us falling into idolatry is probably even easier but maybe it's just easier across the board like that's what i'm really trying to to identify because even when they had physical representations and you know god among them it was still an issue so there has to be something intrinsic or natural to us to have the need to worship someone or something based on deuteronomy moses was up in the mount for 40 days right that's like approximately six weeks so they could not go six weeks without having to follow or worship someone now mind you what i didn't read was that moses going to talk to god on the mount was not the initial plan god wanted to talk to israel as a collective right but when he tried to do that his voice was so powerful it was having like um a seemingly disastrous effect on the physical environment around the israelites and they got scared and so they was like no moses you go you go and talk to god up in the mounts right and then bring the message back to us so they kind of pushed for moses to be the mediator between them and god now y'all push for that y'all advocate for that moses goes up to talk to god by himself and then y'all are like where are they we were abandoned it's only been six weeks but we've been abandoned so we need to know we need a new leader we need somebody to follow we need somebody to to praise to worship right and so 
that brings us to the golden calf story which i'll be reading from the bible exodus chapter 32 verses 1 to 14 and when the people saw that moses delayed to come down out of the mount the people gathered themselves together unto aaron and said unto him make us gods which shall go before us for this moses the man that brought us up out of the land of egypt we wot not what is become of him and aaron said unto them break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives of your sons and of your daughters and bring them unto me and all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron and he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graven tool after he had made a molten calf and they said these be thy gods O Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt and when Aaron saw it he built an altar before it and Aaron made proclamation and said tomorrow is a feast to the Lord and they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down for thy people which thou broughtest up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make thee of thee a great nation and moses besought the lord his god and said lord why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people which thou hast brought forth out of the land of egypt with great power and with a mighty hand wherefore should the egyptians speak and say for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants to whom thou swearest by thy own self, and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do, unto his people i just read the first part right um you can of course read the rest see what happened when moses came back down from the mount etc etc however the last couple of verses right some people who do not know god who have not read a significant amount of the bible and this is myself included right i'm still getting through the entire bible but some people might interpret this as you know this is an angry and terrible god and stuff like that right 
like no mercy no compassion but the fact of the, the fact of the matter is right if you actually know god personally or you read and you understand how much god loves us then you would be able to ascertain from this that it was a test right god had no intention to wipe out israel he was testing moses to see if moses would have that same level of mercy and compassion so that was that was a test that's just a that's just something i need to put in there because i don't want you know it to have like a misinterpretation right so these people literally not only made a calf out of the precious metals and stones that they brought with them out of egypt they made this calf they also built an altar and then they proceeded to make sacrifices and praise and worship this image this idol and not only that they just like completely eradicated the fact that moses with the power of god is what got them up out of egypt they were just like no 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 this calf that we literally just made is what got us up out of egypt and i'm like wait what right and it's like it's a mind trip right it's a mind trip but they need to have to have something to follow to worship to lead them it has to be something that is a base level within all of us otherwise like this idolatry thing like wouldn't be a problem right because this this is clearly an issue it's clearly a problem and not only a problem that the israelites face but a problem that we face today even though it's not as obvious right this is like an obvious replacement of god right so in deuteronomy when we are given the extended version right of the commandments we see that they reference this instance of idolatry in great detail as to the things that we shouldn't be doing because remember Aaron took the jewelry the earrings and made a graven image right so I'm reading from Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 6 to 10 I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage that's verse 6 right so God is establishing that he is the one that brought them out of Egypt so you see that's one of the things that they proclaim when they had the idol that the calf was the one that brought them out of Egypt so God is establishing saying no I am the one that brought you out of Egypt right verse 7 thou shall have none other gods before me so what did they do they made this golden calf this molten image and they made that to be their god before the one and only true god right verse 8 thou shall not make thee any graven image or 
any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters beneath the earth. So that's exactly what they did. They took the earrings, the jewelry, the precious metals, they melted down and they engraved it and they made an image of a calf, which is something that is on earth, right? A cow. Verse 9. Thou shall not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And verse 10. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. So, what they did was they literally bowed down and started worshipping this calf. They made sacrifices onto the calf and they were basically serving this calf, right? That's what, that's what they were doing. And God is given also a warning that there would be consequences for this type of behavior. But to those that serve him he will show mercy so the main point of this in deuteronomy was really to remind israel of their instance of idolatry and expound upon it so that they could understand because this was their lived experience right and so when the moral law is given to them this is the best way to relate it to them right we have now the duty to relate it to us in this time because whereas god could directly talk to the people of israel because of what they went through in the wilderness right we have to now find the correlation and that's why i say idolatry looks a little bit different nowadays but it's the same thing, the same thorough line throughout. Pretty simply putting any one or anything before God. So God needs to be first. Anything else is after. Right? And I'm going to give now like a few realistic examples of idolatry nowadays starting from the most obvious one that is like the closest to what occurred in the bible with the golden calf and then bring it now more to like new age and then to the things that are tangible versus the things that are intangible and i'm really i'm really glad that um we actually had like a a Wednesday night service talking about this that um on a little program that myself and some other young people from the district planned and so this gave me a lot more insight and even the the quarterly that I'm studying gave me a little bit more insight into this. So the first example that is closer to the golden calf story I would say is in the major and not so major religions that we have today. So, for example, there are religions that have deities, right? So, if we look even back then, 
they would have been the egyptian and the egyptians which had egyptian gods like isis ra horus etc then they had the greek and the romans and they had their gods which were the same gods different names right don't ask me about which one is the roman name which one is the greek name but we know them like by zeus um poseidon hades etc right then if we look at even the the norse gods right it had loki thor odin right etc so those are like the pagan gods within history now if we fast forward now a little bit you know a little bit down the line there is uh, hinduism and i believe that they have several deities as well to include vishnu brahma um i know lakshmi right etc don't know much <laughs> and so there we could see it very much similar with the idolatry right within established or organized religion now coming to the different denominations within christianity right we have roman catholicism which i used to be a part of and within there we have several saints and um also of which they make you know graven images they make statues of and there also is the pope right which is also another a person now that is in a sense being idolized okay he's being idolized he's being lifted up and so we have within the denomination of christianity in terms of roman catholicism there's a mixture of worshiping graven images that there's no evidence that these beings are and indeed in fact in heaven and even if they were that's something that according to Deuteronomy we are not supposed to do because remember whereas Israel made a replica of something that they find on earth the Roman Catholics are making replicas of something they believe are in heaven so they believe that they are saints in heaven and they're making graven images of that which is also idolatry something you're not supposed to do right and the other part is now getting into the more new age type of idolatry in terms of raising people up so for example the pope is idolized by many right now let's look at the more modern examples even more modern examples these would come in the form of celebrities right 
so actors singers people who are in hollywood right tv stars etc those people are idolized by the general public right what they represent now these are things are also idolized by the public so they represent fame and fortune right those two things can also be idols a little less tangible not actually a person but a thing within that of course is money money is a big idol the love of money can be a downfall even now that i would say it's present time present time is the idolization of people on the internet so this is like internet celebrities but these are normal people who through the use of social media and platforms like youtube was able to like gather a following of people and some of these people idolize them right so it's happening now even on a a more mass scale and so speaking of the internet technology now in terms of your phone your devices your television etc these things that weren't available to us back then but are now can also be idols in our lives i don't know i know it could tell me but i spend so much time on my ipad and a fraction of it maybe use for something that is you know aim towards my spiritual growth right like a fraction um so some of these things are tangible yes but there are also things that could be intangible so for example what i think is a form of idolatry in my life is my ambition i am so driven and ambitious that i i know that i do things based on how i want to be successful that i put priorities towards working towards that above god from time to time like even me doing this podcast right now it has been like weeks that i took to record this podcast because not only of you know different emotions and things and doubts and fears and stuff but also even the fact that i purpose to to record this as i'm recording it i still did things before i did that i should have woke up this morning do this first before i do anything else pray ask god to guide my words and do this before i do anything else and i still did not do that right and so because it have other things that i want to do or other things that i want to work on and that's a problem <laughs> that's a problem but it's not it's not like in your face idolatry you know it's more like a hidden in the background thing things that you may not even realize could be idolatry is idolatry i think also one of the 
biggest things that people don't realize is like your family your husband or your wife your children some people don't realize that that relationship that love that commitment is prioritized over your relationship with god your commitment to god your love for god right it's really hard to see that because you're thinking well god wants me to love my neighbor as myself wants me to love you know my husband and my children or my wife and my children and how could it be that i love them and i love them more than god or i love them and it's a problem like how right and so that one to me is a tricky one but it it actually does happen it actually does happen right and it's the same with any other thing any other person any other form of idolatry once it is put before god once it is taking the place of the first priority in your life then it's an idol and and i know in those instances it's very hard to see very hard to believe and i think that's why this is one of the major sins that we battled with so i just went through like a whole heap of examples about the possible forms of idolatry from back in the day to now right and i think that this shows us that intrinsically we need some sort of spiritual connection to someone or something i think that this is at the core of our being because like it has to be <laughs> it just has to be why else would we always be in a state of worshiping something or someone right and if we're not worshiping the true master of everything which is god then we fall in into idolatry and there's so there are so many things that we could possibly put before god it's ridiculous there's there are so many things and you really have to be like vigilant you really have to be aware and you really have to like choose to incorporate god into your life more like we we tend to think that the small things like why why would we incorporate god in that like the small decisions like we tend to ask god for help with the bigger decisions but god wants to be involved in like every little thing that we do god wants to be our friend you know you have this hopefully everyone has like this one person that they talk to like all the time like every day like any little thing that happened even if it wasn't that big of a deal they'll tell them that's what god wants to be with us in our lives but it's like a big mindset shift and something we aren't accustomed doing and 
also a lot of people have not built that type of relationship with god so they don't see that friendship side they see mostly the reverend side but not the friendship side so that's something to think about and really recognize that we are wired this way we are meant to worship him so if you'd like to continue this conversation you can find me on social media all the links are in the show notes and i look forward to hearing from you if you'd like to have email alerts every time a new podcast episode comes out you can sign up i'll also put that information in the show notes and i will also try to take my own advice (laughs) and really build my relationship with god and continue to share my experiences and my testimonies as a true disciple of christ which basically just means more episodes because this this one episode a month thing is really embarrassing to say the least the amount of content that i create for other things and other aspects of my life for it to be like this podcast fall into the side is it's not a good look and i know i can do better god knows i could do better and i'm going to do better figure out for yourself how you could be a disciple for god you don't have to have a podcast like me but you do have to share the message somehow so i hope that you are able to share god's message and find your calling and god's will for your life until next time